0: welcome to the fantasy golf degenerates podcast oh.
1: oh. bell er,
0: I done popped
1: a molly and I think it's be my third Jordan Pelford Jordan Pelford I've been getting dirty money Jordan Pelford Jordan Pelford I've been getting dirty money Jordan Pelford What is going on, DGN Nation? Kenny Kim, you're bringing you another Fantasy Golf Degenerals podcast this week for the 3M Open. As usual, I am here with everyone's favorite Canadian, Tyler Tambeline. Tyler, how are you
0: this evening? Oh, I'm doing well, Kenny. Nice little open we're coming off of. More cow gets the job done. Can't wait to discuss that. But before we get into that, I want to remind everyone this podcast and show is brought to you and presented sponsored by DraftKings. Head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. You can use so- promo code FGD on sign up. There's going to be a promo about that later. Uh, another really good promo, basically free money in this case. Uh, I can feel very confident saying that. And then also want to remind everyone about fantasynational.com. Head on over to fantasynational.com/fgd, get yourself 20% off your first payment. Kenny, Kawa, Killer Kawa. I said it today on Twitter. Killer Kawa. The C stands for closer. The C stands for clutch. The double L, I said, stands for living legend. This guy is dominating. And one of the best stats I saw, before I kick it to you, was the fried egg, the one that I quote tweeted it with, and just showed that, yes, he came into the league league later on, but the numbers that he's put up ever since, man, are absolutely incredible. More wins than missed cuts. Two majors now, two debutant majors, like just made work of it. And poor Daniel Rappaport. I know that tweet that got sent out, Taking a lot of heat, but man, one tweet caused his ownership to go into the gutter. So, uh, talk to me about it, man. What are your thoughts? And we'll get right into it here with the recap of the open.
1: Well, first off, cheers to Kyle. I got the pinky out, I got a drink going, I'm taking a little PTO this week. So, it'd be nice.
0: Paid time off for those that are wondering. Yeah. So, uh, I'm
1: chilling. Uh, yeah, I mean, they don't fucking one. That's why I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the, guy, the guy does really good work. Uh, I mean, I, you know, like, like I said last week, the three debutants that I think were viable were Scheffler, Kawa, and Hovland. And guess which one I didn't fucking play? Um, that tweet might have had something to do with. I'm a fucking you idiot. Chose was, you chose wrong. You chose wrong. I guess it comes down to I'm pretty fucking stupid is what it comes down to. Also, more stupidity. My cash line was suck balls. I posted the cash line like a week before the tournament started when the prices went out. <laughs> I just no look, no research in like ninety seconds. That that went six to six with a cash in every double up, cash in every TBP. So and I didn't even play that lineup. So that's how my week went. Not great, uh, Bikawa, Um Wow, I, I mean uh, it was it was it was unbelievable. The guy um, just is poise under pressure. Like you don't see that with these young guys. I mean, I guess nowadays the talent is so good, you see it a little more than you did in the past, but just nothing phased him. He didn't, he was making these up and downs from like, you know, horrible lies, giving himself 15 foot putts and just draining them. It was really, really impressive uh, what he did. Uh, You know, I feel bad for Louis, uh, shit in the bed once again. I still, man, what a season by him uh, in the majors. Uh, you know, he's due. He's due. I don't know if the golfing gods give him one, but he's due. Uh, Rom. I think you play Rom, Kepka, and Kawa in every major for the next five years in DFS. I don't see anything changing that. Uh, Rom, shot 62. Back-to-back 62s on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, ball striking, he was unmatched. I mean, he was probably just as good as Kawa maybe if not better because he's a little bit longer off the tee. Um, you know, I mean, just his game is going to be so good. He's going to be him. And, I mean, him and Kyle are such two different types of players. You would think that that battle for number one, I think those two, those two are the top guys in the world. I think right now, I think, I don't think it's too much of a question uh, about it with Kyle five wins in the last, what, two years, Rom, I think what 12 wins worldwide. Um, in his career and it was like four or five year career I, and with the major coming down this year, four straight top tens of majors. Uh, those two guys are going to be on the top of the list. And you got know, Kepka, Mr. You know, big game hunter comes out there and just does his thing. He left a lot on the table on Sunday as well. After a pretty shitty uh, Saturday left him out of contention. Uh, one thing I will say about the open championship is, you know, I know the weather was nice and um, you know, and that was, I guess not what I expected. Um, with the thing going on but when you look back at the last few years uh, of the open championship is it really that difficult of a tournament has has the players' equipment and players skill level gotten to the point where these rota courses open rota courses just aren't extremely difficult I mean they're not easy don't get me wrong they're not they're not easy uh, but they're not like they used to be. Where guys would struggle to break par, break five under every single year they played, you know, 20, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, with, you know, of course, subpar equipment and talent level that's not even close to what it is today. Uh, it's a tiger effect. You got these kids going out, practicing all day, all the time. And their skill level, by the time they get on the tour, you can see with these young guys, is so incredibly high. Um, and now you, you look at the scores of the Open Championship for the last, I guess, seven years. Uh, 2014, Rory won at 17 under. Zach Johnson won a 15-under. Henrik Stenson won a 20-under. Spieth won a 12-under. Molinari at Carnasty won an 8-under. That was tough. Carnoustie's no joke. Uh, I'll, g- I'll give him that one. Uh, Shannara at 15-under. And then Kyle at under yesterday. You know, I mean, it's not like the weather was perfect all seven of those years. Uh, I think we're at the point where we have to look at the Open Championship a little bit different when it comes to DFS and gambling, where it's just n- the elite players don't have a- as hard of a time when it comes down to it um and i i think that's just something that to go go about when it comes to it i mean unless the wind's blowing 30 miles per hour and it's 65 55 degrees the ball's not traveling far and the green and everything's firm and crazy uh, i think that's the only time we'll see it play really difficult so i mean that's something you should keep in mind um as you keep playing dfs year in year out for the open championship what do you think of the event what do you think of what i just said
0: Yes, I am what you just said is perfect spot on. I think uh, I'm not, you know, the equipment, some people are still trying to figure out their equipment, Bryson with his driver, things like that. But I think as far as the skill level goes, a couple of points you made just points back again to majestic Morikawa because part of the Tiger effect goes into that. I know Rick Gaiman said it yesterday. I saw a little clip posted out by CBS and he said, like of the modern era, this is the closest thing we've seen to Tiger. When you run the numbers, it's hard to disagree with that. And I think that's just going to be the case. I don't think we see another Tiger Woods. And that's because the Tiger era was different. He was just head and shoulders above. But it's been talked about so many times with guys like Brooks Kepka coming out and doing their thing and how special that was and how many majors he picked up so quickly. Uh, and then on the contrary, things like Roy McElroy, not enough or not what people thought he would have by now. DJ, how is he just getting his second at that November Master? So on and so forth. So I do think there's some conversation to be had around that because more cow is doing it in the era of how strong these fields are uh, i definitely thought it was funny to see so rom is the guy there not ricky fowler to congratulate him when cow comes down those steps and that's good to see because i think they're going to be congratulating each other a lot, well, well, a lot fowler, of these majors, fowler's
1: fowler's married now so he's bitter probably yeah, he's so, he, he, so he doesn't he doesn't come
0: down and, and handshake everyone at the end he's like "Fuck this shit. <laughs> you don't got time for that shit yet. yeah I, I don't know there were some good sundays out there though bryson uh, speaking of ricky he had a five under bryson had a five under brooks had a five under Xander, like all these guys battled back one other thought i had too kenny just speaking of it you know from last week the the debutants and the guys you mentioned scheffler hovland morikawa you know the jokes on R- Rappaport. we'll keep making fun of that but i i just think the the thing was though the one guy that did not do well you know he, he still did okay finishing t12 but uh you know scheffler was t8 Morikawa was first. They're all right there. Um, Morikawa and Scheffler played Scotland the week before. Talked about Scheffler popping up a 63 there. Kawa didn't do well. He was a T71, but then came back and did his thing. He definitely figured out whatever it was he had to. Uh, They talked about his caddy getting his putter in line at both the PGA Championship, giving him some tips on what to do there with his putter, and then switching it up completely for the open. But, man, some of those up and downs and those saves, even when he short-sided himself, Down the stretch, Uh, you could talk about so many guys in this field. Uh, Robert McIntyre, who we'll talk about for this week eventually. Another guy that's been sort of hunting it in the big games there. Him and Scheffler, both T8. Two guys that have been crushing it. Scheffler's major season, those six majors that were rattled off, all T19s are better, capped off with this T8 when he really didn't even do anything down the stretch. That's pretty incredible, too. So we'll be talking about Morikawa for a long time. I'm excited about that part of it. Uh, what about Speeth? we didn't talk about him last thoughts i guess but Speeth man gave himself a chance obviously that bogey from two feet whatever it was on saturday certainly didn't help uh he's lucky i think that that was hole 18 because i don't think that would have helped going if he had two or three more of those tougher holes remaining but battled through it on sunday man had himself a pretty good round just didn't in the end luckily he lost by two and not one because that would have, would have stung but uh, what were your thoughts on speed and you mentioned those other three guys playing at all majors it feels like you got to play speed at the masters and the open every time no matter what
1: yeah well you know i said last week speed was no, number one in my model and of course i galaxy brain myself and then not playing him because of the ownership also i said louis was my favorite play in the 9k range i galaxy brain myself and then not playing him because of the ownership once again so yeah i, I uh, last week was the epitome of overthinking For me, basically, is exactly what I did. I lost, like, almost everything. (laughs) It sucked. It was a horrible week. But Spieth, um, uh, it looks like he's back. I mean, the way his game is, I think the biggest thing about Spieth is his drive looked pretty damn good. He was shaping it right to left, left to right. He had control over it, didn't miss too wildly that often. If he could do that repeatedly, event in and event out, I mean, he could could be right up there as well uh, with Kawa and, and Ron. Um, you know, just because uh, is how masterful a short game is, how good of a clutch putter he is. Uh, <clears throat> and, You know, golf is just better with Spieth, uh up on top of leaderboard. I mean, a couple of years ago, I thought maybe he was going to go the road of like David Duval or something like that, but obviously, I was wrong, which is happening a lot here recently. Uh, but and so I, I think I think it's it's good for golf when he's up there and that and that that's strong, uh, and it's good for the game just because. It just shows that it's not really – and, it, and it's, 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 it's weird. Everyone's talking about distance and how it's detrimental to the game and they have to roll the ball back or do whatever with clubs and do whatever. But you know, two of the, two of the top players in the game right now are fairly short off the tee when you look at um, Kawa and Spieth. And their other aspects of the game are so strong that they can get it done in this age of you know bomb and gouge. Uh, so that's nice. And the thing about Rom is, he, for for a guy who hits it as far as he does, he's fairly accurate, middle of the road in driving accuracy on tour. Uh, that's a, that's a strength. And God, his irons were so good. So good. Uh, this this past week, I mean, they were every time you saw him, it was he was in the middle of the fairway, he was hitting 15 feet or less and then missing the putt. Basically, that was Rom's week, uh, and he was close and. I think and still, he, and
0: still right there. And also Kyle Porter posted a tweet last week on Twitter about the Strokes Gain era. And the only two like of the best T to green players since the Strokes gain era. And obviously everyone that we talked about or is up there, Rom Tiger, were the only two that really had a putter that you could see, and the and the numbers show for how good their putter was with matching with those other stats. And I think that's important. And that's why, like you said, the guy played himself basically out of it. So you thought, and then all it takes is a Saturday, Sunday round. And he's right back in the mix. Like you said, even left strokes out there. And well, he did have some, you know, near, near calls on hole in one almost there in the final round, things like that. He definitely still left a couple shots out there with the, with the putter and still finished 11 under Dakawa's 15. So I think it's just like you said, something to watch, you know, it's just a sight to watch. I should say going into the future as we continue to watch these things. Unfortunately, Kenny, no majors for a very, very long time.
1: Yeah, it's, good. it's going to be a little bit. But, you know, we got the Olympics. We got the Ryder Cup. Uh, looking forward to both of those. Um, so, I mean, we, we, we got some things to go. I mean, I know it always gets a little bit slower once football starts, but we'll just be grinding it out week in and week out. All right. So, anything else we want to talk about before we get to this listener league?
0: No, nope, it's all good, man. All
1: right. So, we got a Pico 3. I think this is a multiple-time winner because I that Prince avatar looks familiar to me. I'm a big fan of Prince. Uh, you know, Game Blouses, uh, one of the best skits of all time in comedy. Uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, it's got to be, right? Uh, it, it is it is the greatest sketch comedy skit in the history of sketch comedies, I would have to say. So, uh, uh, Jordan Spieth, he had 112 points, of course, finished second, 27% owned. Good job there, DJ Nation. I am an idiot. Justin Thomas, 20% owned, 58.5 points, finished in 40. What's up with JT? JT. Um, the talent and everything, is he is he going through a slide? I mean, I don't know he the players. But, I mean, like, in the major performances haven't been great. He hasn't been lurking that – you think it's just a little bit of a – He's yeah. been the putter,
0: though. It just continues to be the putter, and I think that's gotten to his head, which then you, – you've seen it with other guys in the past. Speed went through it before he bounced back, and I don't think JT's going to have near that slide by any means. He's still yeah. my favorite player. I still think he's one of the best in the world. But, obviously, when you start focusing on something else – it can affect other portions of your game, so I think that's really what it is with Speed, but still, uh, not something that's something I'm going to shy away from in the future here.
1: Yeah, Kawa, of course, the winner Pico 3 had 7.72 percent owned, Matthew Wallace, uh, 1.56 percent owned, finished in 40th, Poulter, 10 percent owned, finished in 28th, 26th, and Corey Connors, the, the, the uh, Canadian Brethren who I didn't think would do well. I guess I just overthought again because, I mean, when you think about it, the, the way his iron game is and how could, he is off the tee, it just made sense. I just didn't think he could do it in those windy type situations. But, of course, there was no wind. So uh, he finished in 15th, 1% owned. Uh, what do you think,
0: Yeah, Corey Connors is basically the Canadian Morikawa, right? And then you've got Mackenzie Hughes is the Canadian speed. Just He's drains here. it from everywhere. So uh, I was making fun of that all weekend. I hate to see it 1%. I wish I played more Corey Connors, but – I had a little bit of them there. It was good to see 1% here. That's just great. Uh, Poulter made a lot of sense. Wallace was a sneaky play there. Basically it looks, you know, solid build overall. I like the three nine K guys. I like staying in the sevens. We talked last week about Burns. Yeah. I'll probably make the cut we said, but you know, you can get him in there and be different with him, but it just, it may not have been necessary with how many other guys you could play. And it looks like this lineup was basically, you know, a Wallace or Poulter to Berger and a JT down to Louie. Away from possibly you know close to the nuts, maybe not the optimal, but very close uh, you know to even higher scores. So uh, managed to sneak it out here with a one point win in our Lister League. Already saw that he joined the Tournament of Champions. Invited him this morning for our end of year league, which we'll get some more details on shortly here and give you guys some info on. But I think there's 33 in there already so far, and then of course the three men he'll join us this week. So shout out to Pico Three, really nice lineup here, and probably made some money elsewhere on top of this money, the thousand bucks with a little bit of overlay we had thanks to DraftKings there.
1: Sounds good, man. On our, uh, it, it's already up, so uh, the listeners. So make sure you go check that out. Also, you know, if you can, you know, hit the like button on YouTube. Go on, uh, go on Apple. Leave, leave a comment. Uh, leave a five star review. It really helps us out. Uh, we don't say that that often because you know I really don't care. But but now you know I, you know for 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 Pat's sake and for the network's sake, let's go ahead and get that done. Um, all right, so let's get to this week. Uh, The PGA Tour heads to Minnesota for the 3M Open from TPC Twin Cities. It's been played two times here. It's basically been a birdie fest. Uh, You're looking at an average around 23 birdies made by the top 10 uh, both years, players in the top 10 in both years. Um, You know, uh, the course has also been used for the Senior Tour. I mean, when they played in the senior tour, they, the winning score was like 21. Average winning score was like 21 under. Uh, you know, they added about 300 yards to it, uh, to the course, before before it switched over to the PGA, added some trees, um, narrowed the fairways Is still a bit, even though the fairways are still pretty wide. Um, Hollis Kavner, the 3M Open executive, uh, agreed and said, you know, we don't want the hardest course on tour. Uh, we want birdies and train wrecks. Bogies are, are really no fun. You know, train wrecks are possible, 27 water hazards. Uh, on the course, uh, but the leaders, you know, at least in, uh, you know, in 2019 when they played, I think the top 10, the top 10 guys, they totaled three double bogeys for the week. Uh, so, you know, avoiding those numbers very, very easily possible, you know, expect the winning score to be around minus 20 or more uh, this week. And it also depends on the weather. I, I don't see them having too much wind. Uh, there was a bunch of rain this week too, so it could be soft. So it could be prime scoring conditions. Uh, the Arnold Palmer designed TPC Twin Cities, 7400 yardish, uh, par 71 the four par threes and three par fives. That number can change. Um, the tee boxes are very widespread, so they can do whatever they want with the course. Um, also, the length is a little bit skewed because, of course, it's 1,000 feet above altitude. balls will travel fi- a little bit farther. Um, the par fives are on a little bit longer side, but, you know, with the altitude, golfers, you know, longer hitters, medium the longer hitters should be able to reach them all in two. Par threes are going to be difficult. Three of them are over 200 yards. Uh, The par fours vary in length. Uh, I think there's six. There's like six between 400, uh, like like under 450 yards, Uh, and there's going to be uh, five between 450 and 502. Uh, Scoring needs to be happening in these par fours, really. Uh, The top ten guys in the past couple years, the majority, I'd say probably 80% of them shot minus seven or better on the par fours for the week. Um, off the tee golfers are going to see tree line fairways um, above average in width, bunkers in the landing zones, water in play. Um, you know, you, you would think after the first year, strokes gain off the tee was super important. But of course, last year's when Michael Thompson was like 39th, 40th in strokes gain off the tee and did all his damage with the putter. So, you know, not much to go on when it comes to that totally different type. I mean, I think one and two, uh, 2019 was Bryson and Wolf, number one and two last year with long and, um, uh michael thompson i think grillo was up there too and Norin so it's you know who knows you, you, we're, we're, you really don't have too much to go on We're just gonna have to go based on what we see with the form uh iron play uh, 150 175 yards i know um justin ray said i think the last two years there were more approaches from 175 to 200 than any other course in the pga national uh so you're gonna need that and you're gonna need a hot putter uh when it comes down to you know and, and birdies bogey avoidance and the other two i just talked about uh, you know, about two and a half inch rough, you're going to see. It could be a little bit thicker with all the rain they had this week. We'll see how it plays. Uh, the Greens are above average in size as well, multi-tiered, uh, runoff areas in the front, and it's going to be uh, around 12 to 12.5 on the stint meter, and it's pure bent grass. Tambo, what are you looking for this week?
0: A lot of what you said. I'm happy you brought up the PJ National there. I got a few takes on that throughout Michael Thompson, obviously a winner there back in the day and the defending champion here this year. Uh, You mentioned the year. Don't forget, it wasn't just Bryson and Wolf. There was an eagle try from a one, Colin Morikawa, who we just talked about, that was in the same mix there. So uh, we've got that to talk about as we go through a tee to green, ball striking approach. Everything you talked about, the birdies and the scoring, obviously comes a lot easier. This year definitely looks, as of right now, it's very early in the week. It's Monday, but the weather doesn't look like much to worry about. So probably closer to that 23 under, like with Matthew Wolf getting the job done. And then I'm going to look at a little bit of things like the recent form to just to do with lineup construction. Like if you just leave money on the table, like we've talked about these last couple birdie fests, you can always do that. Here's another great spot for it, especially because, as you mentioned, Thompson got it done basically a totally different way than Wolf got it done. And they both did the job. So we'll look at that. Uh, you know, someone said it today, I forget who I think it was Red Kachi, Drew Matthews said it on Twitter. Uh, this is not an exciting event. Don't come on here on a podcast and tell me you're excited for this. I couldn't agree more. I absolutely hate this fucking event, but. I understand there's people, you know, around like, you know, Feinberg hopped on and goes, don't forget everyone's in the tote space or everyone that does these podcasts is from this area. So yeah, that's probably why it is exciting, but I'm kind of excited too, Kenny. I'm hoping DraftKings pulls something together next week for the Olympics. And with that said, we've got a little bit of an offer here from DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, America's top athletes are headed to Tokyo to compete for gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for our listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be able to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive either gold, silver, or bronze at the Olympics. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often. So sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all of the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new betters, and nearly limitless ways to get in on the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you'll love it too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code FGD when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code FGD to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, NJ, IN or PA only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
1: Yeah, definitely looking forward to the Olympics. Looking forward to the J. I and mean, if, if you got a chance, uh, and you follow the Sung J M tracker on on Twitter. He has this video up that got me like super hyped. Like I wasn't even into it, but he showed this video Sung J M, and it got me so hyped. Go check it out on Twitter. Uh, I think it has and the music's great for it. About a minute long, and man, I, I, I'm sort of excited about the Olympics next week just because of what's really on the line uh, for the two Korean players um, out there. All right, so let's get Wait, to this. Wait, did, did
0: it get you? Did it get you more hype than when we were at the Honda watching Sungjae and win? I mean, probably not. But if Sungjae wins next week, I'll run around my fucking house naked,
1: you know, with the fucking Korean flag draped over my shoulders. You know, I actually did that once. I've told this story before on the pods, but since we're a little bit, uh, since we're on a new platform, we have some new new listeners. I'll go ahead and tell it again. It's the uh, story of when I, um, when I actually got. Well, I actually proposed to an ex girlfriend of mine. So I was watching a, a Redskins Cowboys game. Right, it was like 2006, um, and so you know the, the girl I was seeing at the time, and you know, all her friends were getting married. Uh, you know, and, and so she, you know, she was like, she was bugging me all of this. So when are we get, we were together like three years. She was like, when are we get married? When are we get married? When are we get? I finally, I got the ring from, I got the ring from her mother. It was like a grandmother's ring. Asked permission, got all that stuff. And so, you know, she's a sneaky little girl. So I had to like keep it on me all the time. Um, And so uh, I was watching the Redskins Cowboys game. I was at a bar first off. And, uh, and, um, you know, a bunch of Cowboys fans. And, and so it was like 14 to nothing and a half. or You know, we were losing all the Cowboys. I was getting pissed off. I was hammered. I went home. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm not going to do it. We actually worked there. So I didn't want to like fight people. Uh, you know, I was 26. It was my fighting years. Uh, you know, and so <laughs> so uh, I decided to go home. She was there. And, you know, I was watching the game. And, you know, I was just getting more and more pissed off. It was like getting late into the fourth quarter. We were still losing, throwing Brunel's throwing picks. And so, you know, out of the corner of my ear, she's like, so when are we getting married? And I just fucking lost it. Like It was the alcohol and, like, you know, the fucking stress of the fucking game and all this shit. And I pulled the fucking ring out and I threw it at her face. And I was like, there's your stupid ring, bitch. Shut the fuck up so I can watch the game. That's how I proposed. And so after we and that was a game where Brunel threw those two bombs to Santana Moss. To win the game with like 30 seconds left, he scored like two touchdowns, like two and a half minutes, and I got hyped. And then like I, I, went back to the bar, and I had this Redskins flag draped around my shoulders, and just started like waving and running around the bar. And then I went and then we went back <laughs> home, just to talk shit to all these fucking Cowboys fans that pissed me off earlier. And then I got home, and on the way home, I was like, did I just propose? I, I I I I was like, oh shit, I fucked up really bad. Now the thing is, she's so desperate to get married that she, you know, she said yes. Uh, we were engaged for six months, and then um, you know, I, I knew I made a mistake, so like I just stopped coming home for like two weeks. <laughs> and that, that, that's how that's how that's how that relationship ended. Bro, I was I was not the uh, not the, uh, uh, the the nicest guy. Like I just stopped coming home. I, Ghost. Ghost I, I was a little gone for like two for like two weeks. But anyways, uh, my little story about um, running around. And yeah, that happens. I will run around with the Korean flag. Just I'll go Bukhwa. It's Siwoo or Jay, either one. Um, okay. And I, I, what I would like is Seewoo Jay, two and three, and then the long shot two hundred to one guy I bet winning first.
0: That, that's you know, what I, gonna I, win. it's gonna it's gonna be someone like Paul Casey that wins. That just uh, just like just like when Rose won. Just someone yeah. you don't. He's not getting his major. Here's this instead. You know, take yeah. that but no, yeah, any medal. Uh. Any medal you've got to do that because the medals are all that count. They don't need yeah. the gold, Kenny. That's right. That's so, true. All right. Love that so
1: let's, let's get to uh let's get to this week. Let's start off with the draft tiers. You know, we got uh who we got. Reed all the way up to DJ. Where are you going this week, my friend?
0: Man, it's not nice up here. So it's uh DJ who who knows the motivation factors, but win equity wise, I think he's the one that's got it there. Obviously at 11-3. Can't imagine a world where I'm paying 10, nine for Louis stays here. I know he's trying to get his win on PGA tour, you know, or, or on American soil, I should say, if you will. And, and so there's that factor of it, but for me, not that excited about it. I do kind of like Finau in the sense you look here, uh, his results, the last two years or whatever, he's coming off a decent 15th at the, the open, but uh, all eight rounds under 70. That's two bonuses across two tournaments. And I'd take another one of those bonuses. So I don't mind starting some lineups up here with Tony Fino. But the guy I like the most, Kenny, and I hope he doesn't get popular. He probably will just because. But Patrick Reed. I actually like Reed a lot this week. He's got really good results coming off missed cuts. He did not see the weekend at the Open. I'm hoping, if anything, that can keep his ownership down. Uh, but the big thing for him is, and George Savarikas, there's an interview you can go check out on Twitter, brought it up from a, just a couple weeks ago where Reed talked about you know, week by week. And you know what his motivation is, man. He's in eighth on the Ryder Cup list. And most would say he's a shoe in he's a lock. It doesn't matter. He's going to be a pick either way. They have enough going on in that locker room already, in my opinion, that I'm saying there's the best way for him to do it is just to play his way in and not have to worry about it. At the time when he said it, he was seventh. Since then, he's been passed by his quote-unquote nemesis on the team and Jordan Speed. They can't even play together anymore. His former teammate that He went on and had wins with and things like that. But uh, I think that uh, he's going to play really well this week. I think this is a course. Another stat I saw, I believe it was Reed Fowler posted it out, something to do with Patrick Reed on courses over 7,400 yards. And this one just meets those uh, that that quota. So I I do think that is pretty interesting as well. But I I like him at 10-3, and I could even just start some lineups with him and then play a bunch of guys because you'll hear when we get down to the bottom of the 7K, I got some guys for you down there. Yeah. I
1: mean, I'm, I'm Tony Fina. I'm starting with my first cash game cornerstone. I think this is the type of course that where he can turn around his season, um, not too hard, stay away from the water uses driving distance. And his is, 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 fairly good iron play. I mean, you you'd think Fina's iron play has been great that year, but he's still 15th in this field in strokes game approach over the last 50 rounds. Um, you know, he makes a lot of birdies. One thing, one thing that I was no, noticing, he's actually six and bogey of wins uh, in the last fifty rounds in this field too. So I think this is the type of course where he can get it done, where it's not too difficult. Uh, you can go out, and just make, you know, birdie maker Tony just go out there, and make his birdies, uh, go out there and shoot sixties all four rounds, like you said, and, and get it done. So Tony's going to be my first cash game cornerstone. And I was thinking between DJ and Reed uh, because I like the nine K range, especially the bottom half of the nine K range. So I, I'm only going to play two people up here, and I was trying to pick between D.J. and Reed. You might have loaned me to Reed because you're right. I mean, I don't think he's a lock for that Ryder Cup team. Um, he should be, I think, because he should be. he ca- yeah, he's he Captain America. Right. He yeah. should be, but I don't know if Stricker wants to deal with more of a headache that he already has to deal with on that team. Um, and a win, you would probably put him in, uh, I would think. So uh, I, I like that narrative. I like that motivation that he has um so I, I think i might go join you with reed we'll see i haven't made my final decision yet it's either going to be dj or reed but I, I like where your head's at uh when we're going to Reed. let's go to this 9k range fino One. by
0: the way too sometimes fino is birdie avoidance when it comes down to winning bill that's my only worry where he doesn't make them what's needed to get the job done so uh, it really is hard for me to take Louie and Finau up there and how many times, I, you know, I love a great narrative. I just brought one up. I think one factor this week, Kenny, as we get into to this 9K range and beyond is we're getting to the type of the time of year, I should say, where the motivation does matter. FedEx Cup points matter. We saw Ryan Moore at the John Deere, a place that he's done well in the past. Haven't seen him do much all season. Comes back out, starts getting rolling. He's just outside the FedEx cup guys like Charles, how they're just trying, they need to make the playoffs. That's how they make their coin. Keep it going. Do the thing. That's just what they do. They're better than most. And that's why they show up there. But I, I do think that matters. You mentioned it about him. It's just really tough. The narrative around Finau. Well, this will be the week he finally gets that W you talk about changing his season, maybe change his life. The guy hasn't won in forever and he's still almost $11,000 here. So I-, I don't like shitting on Tony. I love the guy, but man, it's like, it's a great play from the perspective of the all four under 70, making the cut, just came third here last year. Hopefully he can get the job done. He'll be in the pool. I'm just saying it, it would be more than season changing. It would be life changing for him to finally get this monkey off his back since that one lone win at the Puerto Rico open. Go ahead with the 9K range. I go. mean, I think, I think the last
1: time I had a feeling about Tony he finished second in the Genesis and he should have won. Uh, okay. that should, I got a feeling about Tony once again. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, second place is fine. I it's probably where I finish. I don't think he'll win. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to bet him. I'm not a fucking idiot.
0: Uh, but, uh, no, okay someone someone, clip that because later he's going to tell you how he bets Cameron Tringali that's true go ahead
1: go ahead I, I, Cameron Tringali is my second cascade cornerstone again another feeling uh, I have when it comes down to it he's one of the best bogey of ones one of the better birdie makers in this field those are the two things that you need uh, in this event I think uh, to do well he's also Tita Green he's been fine he's been putting his ass off the stats line up I think it's his time uh, I am betting him a 31 to 1 uh, I, I don't think I think everyone's gonna be off of him as well because of the price. I mean, who the fuck wants to play uh, fucking Cameron Trigali for ninety five hundred fucking dollars? I do, maybe not many other people. Uh, so I, I think I, I think he can make a good GPP play as well. But he is my second cash game cornerstone this week. I think he finished a couple of good finishes here. Um, uh, and made the couple of times. If I'm re- I think he top ten, top twenty last Third year. So last year, so, okay. So there you go. Um, But, yeah, I like Tringali. I'm going to play Griot. Again, again, this is another type of course where I think you could do well, just attack those pins, and just hopefully please make a pot. Uh, Showed himself pretty well at the Open Championship on some slower greens. These aren't, you know, crazy fast, Uh, especially if they, you know, it's supposed to be like 90-plus in Minnesota for the week, Uh, so they're going to have to water these greens. Maybe they'll be a little bit slower, uh, maybe around 12 on the Stimp, just around there. Uh, so I like Grio We all know his stats and iron play. He's, he makes a lot of birdies, man. I mean, that's the thing. He's what, second in birdies, a better game in this field in the last 50 rounds. Um, so I, I like Griot. Uh, I'm going to play Bubba. Um, the last couple times out, he's looked like, you know, pretty good Bubba. Um, and I think that, you know, this is the type of course where he can just pound it out there um, and just rely on his putter. Uh, Tita Green, of course, he's always strong so i like bubba and i like bobby mack Uh, if you look uh, his last 20 starts 19 made cuts uh so the guy's a good youngster he can go out there and play he doesn't mind playing with the big boys you've seen him uh i think he's finished uh made all the cuts in the four majors this year if i'm not mistaken Uh, the guy knows how to play he knows how to do it he's going to be someone and he wants to earn he's right on the special exemption list we're going narratives uh, he's right by there. So if he gets enough points, he can get special, special exemption like Will Zalatoris had and get as many sponsor invites as he wants to try and earn his tour card. Because, I mean, yeah, playing in Europe winning there is great, but everyone wants to play on the PJ Tour. Uh, that's the goal. And, you know, that's the pinnacle. Uh, and you know he wants to get there, and this is a good week for him to try and get some more and more of those points. So I really like this 9K range. So that's why I think I'm only only female. Of course, I'm going to be light on, light on him in GPPs. If you don't know how I usually do my cash lineups, Whoever I play in cash, I, I go light in GPPs because I'm about 45 cash, 45% cash, cash, 55% GPPs in my bankroll. And I don't want a single guy going up like 80% of my bankroll. So, uh, you know, really I'm going to play one guy a lot uh, in the 10K range. And that's because I like this 9K range a bunch. Go ahead, Tim.
0: Yeah, what you're trying to say is the M in McIntyre stands for Motivation. That's the line, right? You're, you're trying to get to that one. I, I do like that. I don't think a lot of people want to go there at 9,000, if we're being honest. I know everything you just said makes sense. The the cut, made cuts, uh, you know, for just overall. And the fact that a lot of them, the big ones that were in majors, like that's huge. And he just had a great finish there. So it'll be interesting to see where people go there. I'm not sure what people will do with Bubba because uh, I like the Bubba bet. I actually bet him at 41. We'll talk about our bets at the end of the show. But I think like, you know, the Travelers, he let everybody down came back out with what was, I think it was like a 64-67 weekend at uh, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, where everyone was saying, where the hell was that last weekend, Bubba? And he comes out and does that. So uh, it kind of makes sense. I really like Grillo, though. I've got a guy later that's basically Emiliano grillo light, But the thing about Grillo is he scores well in low-scoring events. Like, he goes low in those events. Sorry, what am I trying to say? He's the, he's a better play in go-low events. We like him there. Uh, he always sucks at putting, but the only place that, you know, they always say he's usually better on bent grass. That's what we have here. He got third here just last year. And he's actually the best, depending where you're looking at Fantasy National, where we use, he's second in approach in the last 50 rounds to Keegan Bradley. So that all lines up. Like you said, you can get those greens watered down a little bit. It worked last year. He got third. This is the type of place he could show up. Just had a great showing uh, overseas in the open. So I think he's a great play here. I'm interested to see where the ownership goes between Tringali, who you mentioned. Maybe people don't want to pay 9500 bucks for him because... You know, it does kind of feel like it could be like Louie and Cowell last week, the two guys just sitting there in the Nike, him and Grillo make a lot of sense. But then I want to get your take on this before we move to this 8K range, and that's Matthew Wolf because this guy skipped the open, but he's going to come back and play the place he's the you know, champion two years ago with the first uh, time they, they started out here. So, what are you doing with Matthew Wolf this week at 9700? And then, what do you think others do with Matthew Wolf? At 9, yeah, I
1: don't, I, if I don't play DJ enough, I read, I think I can fit Wolf in. Uh, I think he, he's one of the ones that just missed the, the, the four that I talked about. I only try and play six or seven. I play, I make 60 lineups in GPPs. Um And so I play like six to seven guys, 9K and above. Uh, that's really all I can fit uh, without spreading myself too thin. And I might even be too much, but uh, that's that where I'm going to go. He, he, he's, 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 I'm thinking about him. I'm thinking about him. Uh, because I, thinking, I mean,
0: you know, go ahead. No, no, go no, ahead. No, 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 no. I was just gonna add another line. I was just gonna say maybe the M in Matthew stands for mental game. We gotta wonder where his mentals are at because you think about it. He, he in his head he goes and sees this guy Morikawa go win another major, and he's been close in majors, and he's got his win on tour quickly, and so on and so forth. But then it couldn't. That could be hurtful. Where he says, "Damn, he got another one like this. I gotta get my shit together." But that could be motivation. And then the second factor is he's gotta know in his head, like I talked about earlier, it wasn't just the Bryson shot at the end of that tournament, when he won here a couple of years ago, he was standing right there off the green where more was on the green putting for Eagle down that hill. And he knows he can beat him. He did it right then and there. So maybe that's some extra motivation to get him back rolling again too. So I don't hate Matthew Wolf there. I think uh, we'll see where the ownership goes with Tringali, but I I could easily just play Wolf, Grillo, Watson, McIntyre, and feel pretty good about those four with the two guys I got up up top there.
1: Tambo, the master of alliteration. That's gonna be handle. what you are, yeah, masters of alliteration. That's Tambo from now on. Let's move on to this eight k alliteration
0: range. aficionado is what it will be, and I'm gonna put that in my Twitter bio. Let's go. Okay. <laughs>
1: let's go to this. <laughs> let's go to this eight k range. Uh, I like Kazai. He's gonna be my third Cascade cornerstone, coming off a 25th and 11th his last two events. For he's, he's had well three miscuts, 11th, 25th, third and third. In his last seven events so i mean he's gonna miss a cut he's not the most consistent player out there but the game is looking strong uh, i think his iron game has improved hitting a bunch of birdies. i think he's top 10 in um, proximity from 175 to 200 yards in this field um you know it's top 10 dk points in the last 50 rounds in this field iron game's always strong so i like kazire uh, up top so i mean you know it's pretty top heavy uh, in my cash if you guys don't know since i've I sort of switched up my cash uh, configuration in the last, I guess, two months uh, where I'm going to go a little bit more aggressive up top and and then, uh, you know, and go with one punt play. So that's where I'm going. That's where I've been most successful in, in these last couple of months uh, when it comes to cash. And you'll see uh, my punt play is a punt play. Uh, It's way down there this week. We'll talk about it when we get to the 6k range. Uh, I like Kegel Bradley. Uh, You know, getting that workout done, flexing those Kegel muscles. Uh, I I like Kegel. Uh, Again, iron play, strong T to green. Second in proximity from 175 to 200 yards. Uh, I'll go with him. Uh, Luke List coming off a near miss last week. Uh, Again, another type of player who I think can succeed on this type of course. Top 15 and bridge a better game. Proximity from 175 to 200 yards. Uh, Strokes gained T to green is fifth in the field again it's going to come down to the putter with him those are some guys I like in the 8k range tamar what about you
0: yeah i do like lists that you mentioned there i can get behind keegan talked about him earlier in comparison to grillo i think that makes a lot of sense Uh, a couple other guys that stood out to me so one charles Schwartzel. no one really likes to play charles no one really likes to play a charles that we'll get to later as well but both those guys can pop at any given time and i know Charles, third here last year, seven of his last eight made cuts with some decent finishes in there. So I think he makes some sense. I always like, and usually you like, a little bit of Mav McNeely, right? So DK scoring, fair price. I was looking at it. His form is still so good, 18th, 21st, 30th, 20th. Good with the longer irons, and we know he can get hot at times with that putter, but this is the one to be a hard sell, Kenny. I don't know if you'll take this, but I mentioned earlier PGA National – Uh, you know, Michael Thompson won there back in 2013, won this event last season. Another guy I mentioned earlier went with five under on Sunday. There was Bryson, there was Brooks, there was Xander. And then there was a one Ricky Fowler also went five under. He's 8,900, best buy pricing, usually fucks me. But um, Michael Thompson was even quoted as saying, this place is just like PGA National because the water gets brought in. He talked about a little bit of that Florida feel, all of those factors. Ricky is obviously has a pretty good record at, the uh, you know, PGA national, a win and a second place. So I don't know if you can get behind that, but uh, he's good. I think at 8,900, I don't think many will want to play him regardless. Even though it's kind of went away lately as much as I talked about Finau earlier and people always saying he's going to get the win. Ricky always garners some ownership, but it hasn't quite been the same as of late and because now sucks. At, Right. But 8,900, you know, in this field, what do you, what do you think? Can you get behind uh, it? Uh, no, no. Okay. I'm going to roll it. Uh, I'm going to add him in there. So I got Fowler. 7900 maybe. Well, he was 7300 in a major last week. So, he yeah, didn't come He was through. too expensive. He was too expensive. But he had a good Sunday. He, he was Too Christ, fucking he was expensive. 6900. 6, no. <laughs> the best was when you told uh we this is sidetracking it again, but the Morikawa and his woman Kat, Katzu, model. Don't marry. Yeah, he said, don't, marry. don't get married. Don't, <laughs> don't get married. Don't, don't, don't.
1: No, it's cool. He got ride or die before he got famous. Yeah, you know that that's that's a really I, I think it's a pretty important thing for athletes and celebrities and stuff like that. But you don't want a golden bitch to come up on you. You know what I'm saying? You Get that. <laughs> you know you don't you don't want that. Uh, that's a really cool thing, and it seems like I mean it, it really helps him. I mean, yeah, he said he didn't start winning at school till he met the girl. I mean, maybe he never got laid before. I don't know. He's five nine. He's Asian. It's tough for us. Uh, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know something you know so uh but I mean either way uh, uh now I. I if he wants to get married, I can get down with it, ride or die before he's famous. But don't, don't do it, don't ruin. Hey, your career and, and
0: you just said that, and that's so funny because as yeah. we were on here speaking of Daniel Rappaport, we'll bring him up one last time. He just tweeted out, "Fuck that stat, dude." Listen no, to I'm this: kidding, I'm a, kidding, a, kidding, a stat I'm kidding, I'm he kidding. was thinking about today. A stat he was thinking about today. He said was Morikawa won five times at a forty-nine events at Cal. He's now won five times at of forty-eight events on the PGA Tour against the best in the fucking world. And so that tells you something, maybe again, more cat zoo for you, but yeah, she's uh she's pretty nice. So good for Mark. However, I mean, the think it's like, on and the off, gr- on
1: and off. The, the girlfriend thing is fine. If you look at uh, Sergio when he won the masters, like he hadn't gotten married yet. Like, you know, and like he had that nice stability at home and everything, his life was changing, sort of calming down, won the masters. And then once he got married, he sucked ass to <laughs> sucked ass. Suck ass strokes game getting married negative always yeah. negative always negative all right so let's go to this 7k range tam but why don't you start
0: yeah a few guys this is a, a tougher range up top for me i guess there's a lot of names you can name i actually like the bottom quite a bit more i'll save it for afterwards but i'm thinking you know first off chris kirk might be a little bit of a good pivot in here. He's had a pretty off and on season, but it's been better. Uh, and I, I wonder if you look, the big thing for me, looking at Fantasy National, Kenny, and again, if you aren't on Fantasy National, get over to fantasynational.com FGD. Get yourself 20% off the first month. You're able to get all these tools, have them for the playoffs upcoming, get a month, get a year, whatever you want to get, get the deal. But if you look at their numbers over the last 50 rounds, I'm talking about Chris Kirk and Doug Gim. And I'm, I know you're going to talk about Doug Gim. You mentioned it on Twitter last night, Gim Chi, you said he likes better. Our boy Mayo calls him the Grim Reap, Gim Reaper, uh, as do many others. But I just think that's kind of interesting. When you look at their numbers, Chris Kirk has almost the exact same numbers with a much better putter. So if it's going to be an ownership gap there, I think you could go to some Chris Kirk, get some upside of him. At 7,900, Hank the Tank, I know you're going to talk about him too. 8th, 4th, 5th, 31st, 17th, 51st, 13th. And before that, like, you know, this guy is just on fire. Hammer and Hank, 26th and 34th, the last two time years. He's probably the chalk I'll be okay with. I think he'll get popular as well. And then I mentioned earlier a couple guys. Ryan Moore is one. Uh, Motivation factor just outside the FedEx Cup standings. Why wait? Why not do it now? And the biggest thing, and the reason I like Ryan Moore quite a bit up in this range, Kenny, is how often. I know you got a vacation planned with your family. That's fine, but how you skip in the open. You get you you make it into the open and you decide to pass on it and go on vacation with your family. I'm all about family first. I love my family, but I'm saying if you get into the open, like I get a ticket for the 4444 mega millionaire maker on draftings this week and I can't play it I, I have to play it from there, somehow it's a live event. And I decide I'm not going to go on a vacation. My family better pack their shit up, get in that plane, head on down to wherever this thing's happening, and we'll have our vacation there for this week. And I'll make it up to you next week. But I do like that factor. If you're going to skip that and say you're still going to get, you're confident enough, you're still getting the job done here, and then he just played well at the JDC. I think I'm going to go back to some Ryan Moore, no problem up top here. What about you?
1: Speaking of, isn't isn't today happy anniversary, right? Seventh anniversary for you
0: <laughs> uh, for, for you and the it is. today. Yeah, it is my. Well, what seventh- got planned?
1: What do you got planned tonight? In Canada,
0: Kenny, we call it grilling the steak. Is that is that what does that mean? Grilling the steak. Is
1: that is that is that what that means? Well, that's I told good.
0: you, I got a I get a nice steak and, and cook it. He said you're married for seven years, then you start talking about the food. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's part of it, but but it's not, not only the
1: wife. you're just really you're really grilling the steak. That's what you're really grilling a steak. That's what that means. You're saying that, that you're going to grill it and eat the steak for your anniversary. And not I'm doing pound? both.
0: I, I'm doing oh, okay, both. Okay, but okay, that's okay, what okay, people okay. say good. that have to wait. It's, most people have to wait. For anniversaries to get to that mm. point, Kenny, and, and that's just not the case for some others, right? So yeah, that's absolutely. all I'm saying about that. But it's been a good seven years, and I, t- I say it all the time. I got the best wife. She's super yeah. supportive. She loves me. She lets me do what I do. I do. I have to tease this damn announcement, but there is an announcement coming, and I saw on Twitter people joking about why is there an announcement about an announcement? It's called a non-compete. When you when you have when you <laughs> leave a company, you have to tell people that you're not going to have your shit there anymore so that they know why you're not on the site anymore. But sometimes you're not allowed to just go and say what's up next, because you have a reason there that you cannot do so. But I can promise you I'm going to a really proven site that you guys are all going to like, and it's going to happen. It's not happened yet, but it's going to happen. So I'll leave it at that, Kenny, and you take me through your upper 7K range and get back on track here.
1: Uh, I hate the tank and Doug Gim. Uh, you already talked about it. I mean, Hank, the Tank is playing so fucking well. 7,900 seems cheap for me. He could be uber chalk. But fuck it. I'm not going to overthink it again this week. Um, chalk's been hidden. It's crushed. We're going with him. Yeah. We're going with it. See, we dug 7.7 strokes game with his irons last week or two weeks ago. The John Deere. I think this could be his time to actually do something. Uh, we always call him See We Doug over here because Gim. Uh, in Korean is seaweed. So I, it's all it's also my last name. Uh you know, there's no hard K. I talked about this before there's no hard K in Korean. So it, it's the same last name as me, it's the same as Kim. So we, we, we got we gotta like Seaweed Doug this week going with the Korean. Um I like Lanto a little bit. It seems like his game's coming back a little bit. Uh he's I think he's more known as a fall type golfer. But it looks like his game is trending on a little bit more better path. He had a pretty good showing, uh, decent showing last week, uh, at least for a few rounds at the Open Championship. I I sort of like where he's going uh, for that. So, um, you know, Iron Game is strong, top five in proximity for 175 to 200 yards in this field. So I really like Lanto. It's possibly a low owned guy. We'll see. I'm an ownership guru, uh, but but we'll see how. Maybe single digits if we're lucky. Uh, and I like Lanto. Uh, I'll go ahead and go down to the bottom of this. I like Troy Merritt again. Uh, again, another guy who sort of tends to do well on a low scoring golf course. Jonathan Vegas, of course, a guy who's going to make a ton of birdies, uh, do his thing. He's still top 25 in proximity for 175 to 200 yards. Top 15 in um, drafting points in the last 50 rounds. I like his price a lot. At uh, Adam Shikopotamus. I will go with the Shekapotamus this week. I had a good showing uh, a few weeks ago in his last time out. Uh, I don't know if he played the Uh He might have. I, 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 I didn't really look. Uh, but I, I, I like him. Again, another guy who makes a ton of birdies. Going down a little bit more, I think Scott Stallings is someone that you can look at. His, his, his ball striking has been pretty good, gaining strokes and approach and um, off the tee in his last 12 rounds, in his last three events. Uh, so I like Scott Stallings, 7,200. Um, I might throw something a little bit at um, James Hahn, who went really low last week.
0: 60. Uh, one round. 60.
1: Yeah, really low. If you could do that again on a course like this, you know, the guy just pops out of nowhere. Uh, so I like Hahn down below. Who do you like in this lower range?
0: I like a lot of guys. Uh, one I missed up top, I just want to click back right quick, was Charles Howell. The guy I said earlier, no one plays Charles. No one plays Charles. He's the guy. Uh, third and 23rd here last two times. Just got 23rd at the John Deere. I think he makes sense. Uh, Mito Pereira, the Chilean sensation. Uh I talked about him a little bit here. He just got a fifth at the Barbasol after we played him at the JDC, and he got oh. a 34th. Speaking of, we were number one in Chile
1: last week in fantasy sports on like iTunes. Number like one in Chile. <laughs> I don't know. Who the fuck <laughs> listened to Chile? But you Chileans... <laughs> Thank you very much. I love your sea bass. It's delicious. Uh, that's probably racist. I'm sorry, but uh, whatever. It is delicious. Better than better well, than butterfish.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you earlier when you brought up your engagement story about the butterfish, but we'll leave that one for another one. But uh, who else here? Troy Merritt, you brought him up. He's the guy I said earlier. This is Grillo light. We want him in these birdie fests. We want him when he goes low. Listen to this nugget. I, I dug up Kenny on him almost. Well, we know he almost won a couple of weeks ago. He lost uh, to Cam Davis right in the playoff there. But check this out. He won the Quicken Loans in the first week of August, back in the day. And then he won the Barbasol this exact week that we're headed into. So this is his time of year. This is his time to shine. He's got some really good events coming in. If you look at his numbers, you know he's basically had like a mini Seamus Power type season. You know, Seamus Power finally got the job done yesterday after a lot of luck and, you know, JT Post and basically giving it away down the stretch. But I think Merritt's kind of similar. Reevee's on a little bit of a run. Shank, who you mentioned, actually did play the Barbasol, finished 15th yesterday. Uh, and then after this, a bunch of H guys. Man, I like Hostler, Hadwin, Hubbard, Haggy, Hahn, Hogue, and we'll get to Hogie later. But all the H bombs down here, Kenny, there's everybody going off in this range. I like Hostler quite a bit. Uh, 15th at the Barbasol, 25th, 10th, 19th amongst a single miscut cut over his last four before that. Uh, really dialed in on approach on round four five under round on Sunday at the Barbasol but all those H's man I am mean it's not the whole train like we had that one time but all the H's this week we're in on it
1: that was great WWE time when people didn't give a fuck the whole train was like unbelievable uh, I mean can you imagine the guy <laughs> who came up with that stick I mean why don't we get a pimp out here, just brings out women. <laughs> bring I, up the hose. I, I, can you imagine that nowadays? That she would not fucking fly. But that was great when <laughs> WWE was back then. All right, After the uh, the John Cena
0: reappearance, I had to bring
1: it back last. You know time. what? You know, bring, that was pretty funny so. yesterday. I, I I don't watch <laughs> go, I don't watch as much uh, wrestling as I once used to. Uh, but him coming out and you see that little kid just get fucking hyped. I fucking height when I fucking see it came out. That was pretty fucking cool. Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I'm 40 years old and I am still took making WWE references. Hey, a great follow out there is a uh, fuck the Ric Flair, the Ric Flair one. Uh, no context, Ric Flair. It's hilarious. Go, go, go ahead and follow that guy. Uh, we love uh, on the Yeah. All right, so let's go to the 6K range. Tambo, why don't you start?
0: Oh man, you keep flipping it back to me. Sam Ryder, gotta love this guy. Just literally just got third yesterday and gained a billion strokes on approach uh, i always like him anyways boom or bust but i want to get the boom i like him in events like this i'll go back to roger sloan so roger sloan was a big play i believe it was the john Deere classic he, he almost was one really of my casket
1: cornerstones i missed the cup I, no he made the cut no he, he finished
0: made. dfl it was like almost dfl it's like 71st yeah. place yeah. or something but anyway um no one probably played barbasol dfs or most didn't even though they had some tournaments uh, he His approach game was dialed in. He got another like top 30 or something. So I'll go back to him. Canadian brethren. I like him. Hoagie hops aboard that ho train we just talked about. Definitely fits that. Uh, Scott Brown did his thing at the uh, John Deere Classic, but I think he's kind of like a top 15 or bust. That's why I will play a guy like him. I want to get your thoughts so, on, uh, I'll give you two more. Bronson, Burgoon, Bronson, boom. Burgoon bust. We always talk about that here. I'll play him though. Uh, Chase Seaford going to take some shots on him. 28th at the John Deere Classic. Uh, West Roach, I'll leave for you. And then, what about K. H. Lee? He's got this TPC track record everyone's talking about. He's got the baby swag. Just posted, it had the kid on. I think it was Instagram. I saw it, and people posted it out there. And he's two hundred to one. You can bet him on. Bet on him this week. What you know? What do you think about K. H. Lee? And then, who else you got down here?
1: I got him a two twenty five to one. I'm betting him.
0: Okay. okay. Uh,
1: we'll see if this narrative takes a hold, and he's like double digit own, then it's probably worth a fade. Uh, You know, just game theory wise, I think when it comes down, what I I I messed up last week, what I messed up last week is my usual thought when it comes to chalk players is if they're elite golfers, don't worry about it. If they're shitty, there's no such thing as a shitty golfer on tour. If they're journeymen or middle of the road or on the bot trying to get their tour card type golfers and they're chalk, that's something that you can avoid. Uh, I went against that last week because I think Usti and Louis were both uh, elite golfers, and I went against my train of thought and it fucked me once again. Uh, Usti so and Louis
0: it. are are really elite together. Beast,
1: beast, 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 beast. And I, I went against that once again, so I'm not I'm not I'm not going to make that mistake. Uh, so if it comes down to it and, and you see crazy numbers for Cageley, I doubt it. Uh, but I, if you not, know. if he's if he's single digits, I'll play him. Uh, There's just
0: so many guys down here. It was more about like, do we play these guys because of a TPC track record or do you leave them? I don't know. It's an interesting conversation. I don't think he'll get that much ownership. Who well, the thing you about like-
1: TPC courses, they're all built sort of the same. Like the reason why PGA Tour has these TPC courses is so amateur golfers can go and play this event. They don't want the shit to be incredibly hard. The only one I could think of that's going to be difficult is the players, Sawgrass. Uh, and that's because of the wind and the conditions and stuff like that and the pressure that mounts for the big amount of that uh, tournament uh so i mean it's not just a tbc narrative it's sort of an easier course narrative and this is you know like like all most TPC courses an easier course so we can see Lee doing something like that uh, let's let, let me go to my final cash game cornerstone i'm going uh wesley roach at 6300 i'm going bottom of the barrel if you look at his numbers he's made nine straight cuts in a row on the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour, 12 out of his last 13 on both as well. I'll take a cut maker at $6,300 to try and get the top guys that I want. So my cash game cornerstones for this week are going to be um, Finau at 10700 10, uh Tringali at $9,500, Kazire at 8800 and Wes Roach at 6300 This is going to leave you 14900 left. To build the rest of your lineup There's plenty of room out there to do whatever you need you can even go up to the 8k range if you want um, i'd probably go 2 7k guys to fill out the rest of your lineup the way i go about it is three guys i think that can win one punt play two guys that i think can top 20 top 30 that i wouldn't mind betting so th- that's how i go with my cash game construction nowadays instead of the more let's get cut makers on this because what I've come to realize with the top 65 and ties is you're rarely, you're going to get single digit 66 six every week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be single digits. Uh, so you want the upside instead. You want those position points. Uh, and I think that's the way to go about it when it comes to cash. If you get lucky with your punt play, I mean more likely one of your other two guys are going to miss a cut or some random guy up top. At least that has been for me. Uh, so you're, I want, i want I'm on five or six with at least a couple of guys in the top 10. Uh, that that's the way I'm going to go about cash. So that is my cash strategy for guys. Uh, Since we're on a new platform, we're just watching uh, something new. Let's go to my favorite place in this six K range. I I like Matthew Naismith. I'm going to go back to the well on him. His iron game is so good. At some point in time, it's got to click, right? Uh, You know, just being third in in, in the field and strokes can approach in the last 50 rounds. It's got to click at some point in time. I'm willing to take the risk at that price, for him um other guys that i do like in this range i like sam ryder like you said at um uh, that's a seven thousand place seven thousand price but i like him i like camille uh viegas here a little bit um he's been doing pretty good usually the first couple of rounds is when he's been strong you just gotta make sure you just gotta try and get it for four rounds if he does i think he could contend uh so i like camille down here the duff daddy uh, i like jason duff there's made a couple of Cuts in a row, a couple top 30s in a row. Always been known as an elite ball striker uh, that, that still goes about it. Pretty good at avoiding bogeys, two top 25 in bogey avoidance in this field. Burgoon, another boomer bust type guy, uh, really good from 175 to 200 yards. Top 10 in this field from 175 to 200. Tyler Duncan, another guy, really good from that range uh, that I will take a flyer on. Uh, just going about it. Uh, what's his name? Gellerman. Michael Gellerman, I, he's been...
0: I, mean, uh, <laughs> I, had a, I had it in my notes here. I said, are we going back to Gellerman? Back to your boy. I wrote it in here. What What are your thoughts? Tell me.
1: I mean, just looking at it, I mean, I, let, me, let me bring him up here real quick over on Fantasy National. Um, Iron Game, just superb. I mean, in the last four events, he's gained 4.1 strokes, 5.6 strokes, 4.6 strokes, 3.5 strokes. He's, you know, in the last, uh, I guess, two events he's played ball striking wise, uh, just, it was just stroke skin approach and stroke skin off the tee. He's gained around 15 strokes uh, on there. I mean, this putter is just God awful. but maybe he can go about it and do something here at that price. I'll take a risk.
0: Anyone else? Uh, one I didn't bring up, you mentioned Duff and it made me look, but Kevin Tway coming in off of 26, 23rd and 14th, good off the tee thing. You know, it can always pop. I think he makes some sense. And then I just got to clear the air on Panda because Norman's on. Is he in the field? He just got in. And this is what I was going to clear the air with. Monday qualifier. The dude had to fucking eagle chip in on 17 and then birdie 18 to get the very last spot. So here's the deal. It's it's either destiny and he's going to come out and crush it and pull a Michael Kim, right? Former Haskins winner goes out and gets his W or he's going to absolutely be horrible because it took all that luck. To get into the field, he's so, not. He's
1: not in the pricing right. He's got to be like six. Not yet. He'll get in at like he's, six.
0: Sixty-two hundred or something. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the bets for this
1: week. I will go ahead and start. Y'all make fun of me. Cameron Tringali, thirty-one to one. I'm going to start with him. Abba, forty to one. I'll take that number. Uh, Kazire, sixty to one. Luke List, sixty-six to one. Vegas, seventy-five to one and uh cage lead 225 to one wow i probably couple throw a top 20 probably throw a top 20 on
0: cage a couple guys have won before in there so you might he might have a shot mm. um tringali the thing about that just reminds me of an. hey don't, don't, don't. you
1: gotta remember luke list i'm not losing vegas his two wins have come at the canadian open the winning score is like 23 under easy I course. like vegas. Dude.
0: He's yeah. the, he's the one I liked there. I, I worry a little bit about him, but uh, the Tringali thing reminds me of when Henley won the Houston open and I had like a stupid number. It was like 25 to one or 30 to one. And everyone was like, that's the dumbest number of all time. And then he went and shipped it. But the reasoning there was a little bit more of form and history versus Tringali is like, uh, he had a, it's only a two time played event. Yes. He had third last year and yes, he's been playing better golf, but I don't know. It's tough to say. Uh, I've got Reed. 18 to 1. I think that's just a great number. Like I I talked all the motivation, all those factors. I bet Bubba at 40. I bet Fowler, so I can't really talk shit about Tringali, but 50 to 1. At least that I saw that. I was like, hey, maybe uh, with some of the stuff that lines up. Patton Kazire, 50 to 1. Vegas, 66 to 1. Got a worse number than you, but I'll, I'll do it. At least he's won. You mentioned the RBC Canadian Open. And then I bet Merritt at 80 to 1. Like I said, it was very close recently. He's won this time of year. A couple of times, literally the same week, just three years ago at the Barbasol. So maybe that's some good vibes for him. Good mojo going into the final rounds, final time of the year, that July, end of July month. But uh, remind everyone very quickly, Kenny, DraftKings, head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, sign up, use promo code FGD. The promo was on earlier. 100 to 1 odds if any American wins a medal at the Olympics next week. So, uh, I mean, probably going to happen. (laughs) Probably, Probably. Probably. Probably, Probably, going gonna, to happen. Happen. Probably yeah, $100 gonna happen. Probably hundred dollars free free credits if that happens. So I think that's a good way to go about it. Anything else you got for bets?
1: Uh no, but one thing I will say my one and done is gonna be Tringali. And one thing I did miss in his last three events on Bent, 12.5 strokes game putting. This is sure it. Sure
0: to continue. It's that's gonna happen. Going to continue.
1: It's it's his best putting surface, or one of his best. I think he's actually better on Poe. But okay. uh it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm I'm, 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 I'm I'm gonna i'm gonna be uh, tim andercust here i'm laying down a marker i am laying down a marker tringali at least top five
0: the the t stands for top five <laughs> okay top five perfect one and done i've got uh i don't know man i'm getting out of the nitty-gritty i took Louie last week by the way so that was all right but it wasn't as good as it could be but i'll probably go off the board here Keegan Grillo. McNeely, Merritt, something like that. Maybe I'll play my guy, Troy Merritt. I, I just got a feeling about him this week. I do like that. And I like that little nugget that I dug up on him there. Or maybe Ryan Moore. Maybe skipping the open to be confident enough that you're just going to get in anyway down the stretch. I like it. So maybe some Ryan Moore.
1: And he probably knew he couldn't do shit over there. He's probably didn't want to go. He's like, fuck it, I'll take a vacation. You know, just, just fucking be with the fam, come back. If- and crush these fucking easy
0: courses. If, if anyone out there can dig up and do the investigation on where Ryan Moore went on vacation and tag me on Twitter, you can find me on Twitter, at Tag and Tambo, I'd be interested to see what he skipped the open for. I'll make something of it. I just want to see. I'm very curious why you would not go to a major when you're in. That just seems so odd to me. All right, anything else?
1: That's it, man. All right, you can find me on Twitter at KendoVT. You can find my article on Upscorner.com. I'm a little late for the article. I was really lazy today. Like I watched three movies when I, when my boss called me at like 8:30. I was like, you can just take your PTO this week for the majority of the week. I got to work Wednesday. That's it. I was like, fuck it, fine. So I watched like Space Jam. People hate on it. It wasn't bad. It's a fucking kids movie. It was good for a fucking <laughs> kids movie, okay? Uh, and then I watched uh, Tomorrow War, which I thought was pretty fucking good. And then I watched like half of that. Michael B. Jordan, Tom Clancy movie on Amazon, too. Not bad. Uh, and then I slept for, like, four and a half hours and did, like, a little bit of research for this event because fuck this event. Uh, but anyways, you can find my article on uh, gupscorner.com and, of course, preview stats. Look for Strands Wednesday. I will release my um, uh, favorite GPB play in each price range. Just one play, every price range. Uh, any changes to my cash game cornerstone, my final betting card, any updates to the course, or go to com. Find
0: my content on twitter.com at toe tag and tambo. Got nothing right now as I talked about earlier, but it will be coming soon. I'm confident in that. Uh, once I have something together, I will definitely be letting you know. I'm excited about what's the, you know, to come in the future. We'll get to that down the stretch, but definitely follow me on Twitter at toe tag and tambo and hit me up there. If you have any questions. Yeah, not our favorite
1: events, but it's golf. We're still going to grind. Let's win some motherfucking money, DJ Nation. It's not even that hype. Cameron Trigali open. That's all I'm going to do. Fuck it. Let's, let's do it. Fuck this event. I've been getting dirty money, Jordan Belford. Stacking penny stocks while I'm flipping these birds. Sipping on Ciroc, trip them up with the
0: words. I done not a molly and I think it'd be my third. Jordan Belford. This is the story of The One.